Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner. Lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome and good morning to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair's Brownlow Predictor. It's been right three years in a row. Check it out today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Miles Fitzner with you as I'm joined by, well, the young lady that wears many hats. Uh, Councillor, Group 1 winner. Uh, what ad- advisory to the up-and-coming stars of the turf, trailblazer for female jockeys right around the country. You don't get the kudos you deserve for that. I can give you the tip. Her name is Claire Lindop. How are you, Claire? Bear? Good morning, Miles. I get lots of kudos from you, so that's very lovely. Great yeah. introduction yet again. Number one co-host of the show, rising media star, <laughs> Melbourne Cup time. Have you locked in a contract with Channel 10 or Channel 7 <laughs> yet for uh, the upcoming Spring Carnival? Uh, no, I'm still waiting for uh, SEN to, uh, to to come back to you with my contracts. <laughs> they are Hutch, uh, whack. Hey, um, Claire, it's, this is our last show for about, uh, about seven weeks, so we're going to have a little bit of a spell, freshen up, which we need. It's tough racing this time of year as well, but uh, a freshen up for the spring when we launch into. And, and off the back of that, I thought, why don't we have a little bit of a look at sort of the season that was, because the season's going to essentially finish. Um, and look, the reason being is also too. We did a few predictions at the start of the year where we did the trainers and the and the jockeys. Now the jockey predictions. We've had a little tiff off air. Did we do the jockey predictions for overall or metro? No, no, no. no. Was it metro or overall? <laughs> it was definitely metro. Oh, I thought it was overall. So Brent Vorster was the one I picked, and uh, yeah, pleased to see. You know, there is still what four or five meetings to go. Um, but yeah, so you wouldn't think he'd get beat now. Forty-five wins for the metro area for Brent. He's done exceptionally well. Um, he rides not just for McAvoy, and McAvoy leaving the state hasn't really affected his winning strike rate, which has been really good for him. It's on the – look, Kayla's look, in a close second, so I just wanted Kayla. But if we went overall, Claire, <laughs> Kayla's had a really good season. She's cracked the tonne. Berend, you'd think, is probably going to get the tonne as well. Um, Berend's overall strike rate uh, around the start at 18.2% is super, and even Kayla's at 179 A lot of others, you know, Stubby Holder went at 162 Kayla has been the big improver. Yeah, really pleased to see her. Um, she's had stint over in Melbourne um, like season before last. Um, she's come back here and really cemented herself in at the top, top, top jockey ranks here in South Australia. But with that too, it's really hard coming out of those sort of apprentice seasons, isn't it? And then going into where you're not getting the claims and that sort of stuff. So to really go through and then sort of stamp herself outside of the apprentice ranks is probably a pretty good effort, really. Yeah. Uh, Todd Panel, obviously, last year's winners um, had, you know, a lot of time off with his injury. And it's good to see him back. And uh, it's going to make it quite competitive, I think, next year. There's going to be quite a few jockeys uh, in the top 10 that it can beat any of them. Any one of them could win it again next year. Uh, Jake Toe th- one I'm frustrated with. I always think he can go better than what he does. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but then being – are there sort of limitations in two to being a stable – like, it's obviously the stable job for Rich and Chantel. Speaking of which, we've got Chantel on the show coming up. But is that where you sort of – then you sort of don't get to actually go and pick your rides. You sort of – then you've got to go and ride some horses that you don't necessarily want to ride that. If you had your pick in the race, you don't want to ride them. Like, did, can it sort of affect your chances of a probably, premiership? probably agree with that. Uh, it can be, can be both good and bad. Uh, being obligated to ride a stable horse, you can't just sort of – 
jump on and jump off where you, where you uh, like to. But most jockeys would be the same position where you have one trainer that you sort of want to remain loyal to and you might choose them over a, another ride because uh, you're looking at the future in that sort of combination and where that might lead. So, uh, you know, in saying that, Richard and Chantel Jolly are obviously leading trainers um, and they've done exceptionally well. This has been one of their standout seasons, I think. Uh, just before we get to the trainers, could Stubby have won it without a little no. holiday? No. No, couldn't have won it? No. No, all right. Uh, on the trainers, well... Richard and Chantel, that might have been my pick, was it? It was your pick, yeah. Yes. They've done really well. <laughs> That's what well, overall at Metro, so you didn't know I was... But uh, Tony and Calvin, even on a Metro basis, up there again, I remember last year they were locked in the battle with Michael, um, especially late, but for Tony and Calvin to even sort of scale a lot of the horses back... Um, that's a huge effort. 30 wins, striking at 21.1% Metro. Massive. That's huge. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, overall, I tell you, there's interesting. Garrett Lynch, he's actually done really well to finish up in the uh, with the amount of winners for the season. He's probably been a huge improver. Never catch that Jarmint of his. It's in today. Oh, I can't catch Jarmint, ever. <laughs> um, but obviously, David Jolly's had a standout season. Um, Ryan Balfour's consistently up there. Uh, Leon and, and Andrew... Lewis have probably slipped down a little bit for number of wins for uh, their strike rate, but they're still always obviously in that top five. You've got a couple of the top enders that have had more quiet seasons, but they've also had pretty well a big stable changeover. So Michael and Gordon Richards and Damien Moyle as well have had big stable changeovers. I'd probably say the same about Philip Stokes too. He probably yeah. hasn't concentrated as much in his Adelaide stable. Um, but Bill overall... Probably one is, um, I think I picked him to be a little bit further up than what he has been. Yeah, but he's also gone through a bit of transition as well. He's got a farm. Setting up a farm, horses to Hong Kong, and and that can happen a bit. But um, overall, have you got a, uh, off the top of your head, have you got a highlight for the season? Have you got one that can sort of, that sticks out to you that you might go to? I really enjoyed Adelaide Cup Day this year. And Jamie Carr riding five, like, um, that was pretty pretty special, I thought. And, and, And winning the Adelaide Cup, yeah. Yeah, I... I don't really have – there's not one really for me. I, I think the, my standout is that a lot of these Adelaide horses going to Melbourne and being competitive, and that's off the back of probably a lot of the work by Richard and Chantel. Their strike rate over there was super, but the Adelaide horses being competitive interstate and going under the radar, that's a highlight for me. I want to see them go over, challenge him, because they, they tend to knock us a little bit, and then but to go over and pick up a bit of money, I'm all about it. Uh, like we said, Rich and Chant- uh, Chantel will join us a little bit later in the card. Murray Bridge, 10 race card, Murray Bridge. And we've got a few of these sort of um, sort of set three-year-old sort of races, don't we? Yep, and th- there's some good racing today, Murray Bridge. Small fields in some of them, uh, but highly competitive. Are we touching on results from last week? Yes, do we? Yep. There's a couple of, um, obviously, three for Patrick Payne. Um, he's incredibly hard to tip against at the moment. Um, Michelle rode the double there for him. Uh, Todd Paddle picked up one of them earlier. Um, Sidearm was one I thought was a little bit stiff. Uh, Kong just going down to Classic Kenny, which is our best. Um, Munster just outlaws <laughs> revenge. Um, Legless Lady was super. So it's Legless up. Lady super. Mm. There was probably a couple of other ones I thought uh, to keep in mind going forward. And one was... Um, well, I'm just going through trying to find it. Miss Daniel, I thought was a bit stiff at Richard and Chantel's. That's one. To what about the one? In, what about the first race? What did you make at the first race? The, the young horses. Well, that prance and dance. I see it's in a 1200 meter race today. I want to keep following it. Um, the, the guava was just too good. Top yep. panel. Yeah, I think maybe the track raced a little bit, suiting down the outside and uh, watching some of the horses that stayed on the inside later on the day. Uh, you probably want to give them a bit of a. Um, forgive run, I think, and one of them is probably platform. It goes around again today, and um, 
They got beaten in the Lancet and was stayed up on the fence. Yeah. It goes around against Murray Bridge. Yeah. Um, right, let's get into our interview on the other side of this. Chantel Jolly to join us. Miles Fitzner clearly not our last show for seven weeks, a little freshen up. But stay with us because when we come back, we'll be bigger than better than ever. Go flick us both a follow on Twitter as well as SEN underscore track. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same game multis, only on Betfair. And as always, gamble responsibly. SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner. Lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Betfair's Brownlow predictor's been right three years in a row. That's right, three years in a row. Check it out today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, Claire, uh, we've had to finish the season, well, our season, off with, uh, well, with the best there is. And, uh, look, I'm not afraid to say it again, especially because she's listening as I'm about to bring her in. My prediction to take out the Traders' Premiership, uh, we speak of the, one of the partnership for the Rich and Chantel Jolly Training Partnership. We speak of Chantel, a great friend of the show. We love chatting to her. Hello, Chantel. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Good morning, Chantel. Uh, Claire's got a big grin on her face. She always likes chatting to you. Hey, uh, Chantel, before we get into the horses, um, uh, big season. Uh, you're leading off the Metro, of course, by about 13 winners, striking over 20%. It's been a fantastic year for, for your team. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, Dad and I have been working really hard to, to get to where we are now. And, um, yeah, look, it's you look back on it, it's quite surreal. Um, you know, we've had some such good moments this um, this season. And, uh, yeah, to be on top and, and to have such a comfortable lead too, it's... Um, just a big thrill. Have you got a highlight? Something that sticks out for you uh, over the year? Um, probably something that's just on the top of my head was the day that we had four runners for four winners in town. Um, you know, it's really hard to obviously get one winner, but to have a 100% strike rate on a day and, and them to all be winners, um, that was a pretty memorable day. Makes it a bit easier calling a few owners. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, no, um yeah, just really proud of the team and, and um, yeah, hopefully it continues on to next season. Yeah, well, you're not done with yet. I know you've got a, a sort of a decent stable coming through of some younger horses. Are, are there any uh, that sort of have caught your eye um, sort of leading into to next season? I know we're not quite finished this one yet, but, but we are. But um, have you got sort of a couple up your sleeve that you're just chomping at the bit to, to unleash? Yeah, look, obviously um, we've had See You in Heaven and H2O hit the track running and... Um, you know, this year, the, the lot of yearlings that we got, you know, we, we're just starting to get them through the stables. And, um, you know, that's probably my favourite time of the year, seeing, seeing you know, they, these are your future and all that. And um, seeing the young horses progress is, is really exciting. And, you know, you get to sort of know them and, and you know, they do show show what they've got um, at an early stage. So, yeah, that's always exciting. Let's get into your runners for tomorrow because you've got a big card. I've declared it Richard and Chantel Day at Murray Bridge. Uh, <laughs> and I think you can get it away in the first here. I know you've got uh, Celtic Vader as well as another one here that uh, after the trial for the trial perverts, gee, they would have had their eye on this. It was super in Clayble. Can you just tell us, uh, firstly on Clayble, r- ready to go? This looks a, a really good race, maybe even a bit of a target race for this horse? Yeah, look, we identified this race probably about a month ago for him. Um, but to be honest, we didn't think that we would get him there. Um, we just thought he, you know, probably would need a bit more time um, 
but obviously he had to jump out and we were really happy with him and then he went to the trials and, and did what he did and we sort of left it up to Jake really. We said, what do you think? And he said, look, he, he's he's something that he's, he's at that next level. So um, that's always exciting when uh, the jockey can comment like that. And um, yeah, look, pretty excited to see him step out. Obviously, he's a first starter um, and he did trial on the synthetic. So obviously there is a bit of a query going from synthetic to um, uh, grass and especially being a little bit soft as well. So got to keep that in mind. And um, uh, look, he's, he's very professional. So, um, you know, hopefully he can get a bit of luck and uh, he'll be the first one past the post. We're watching with interest. Race two, you've got LA Boom in this 1,000-metre uh, sprint. There's a small field here, a little bit tricky. Um, you've got Michaela Lawrence with the claim. Uh, do you think that um, he will go forward again and, and lead or we just sort of take that seat and work it out from there? Um, yeah, look, at this stage, um, you know, he, he likes to sort of roll out in front. So we'll, we'll be kicking him forward and, um, you know, hopefully he can lead or if, if not, sit outside leader. Um, that's where he seems to be more genuine out in front. And, uh, uh, look, he galloped really well Tuesday. We're really happy with him. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he doesn't feature. Beautiful. Uh, it's a little stack and rack job I've seen coming up there, Claire Bear. Uh, let's go to race number five. You've got an interesting runner here in Yuri Royale. When you go back through uh, this horse's form, um, that win at, at Morfordville, it beat a horse called Harley Moving in that race. It sort of went on and did nice things. Then went to Morfordville over the 1800 and sort of, I don't know whether he might have just had enough by then, but you've got him first up here and as one first up before. You've taken a claim. It doesn't look the strongest race, this uh, Chantel. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're really happy with this horse. He's uh, quite a quirky horse. We have to put the work into him. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident he's fit enough um, for that task first up. And obviously, we've got the claim off him. Um, and yeah, look, his his first up record's not too bad um, when you go through it. And um, he's a horse that's still only improve as well. Uh, we go to race number six. This is my best of the day. Um, barring bad luck, I'm pretty keen on this horse. Now, if you too. go back, yeah, touch wood. <laughs> uh, but you, you run two links behind a horse called Passive Aggressive and Star Patrol, and they're two out-and-out stars. Um, you go and beat Q-Man in a benchmark 70 by four and a half links, and Q-Man's not the worst at all um, in the in the start before. This horse is ready to go. The draw's absolutely perfect. Can you just tell us um, a little bit of a plan? Because the, the horse does tend to get a little bit back, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he's a big, big horse, and, um, you know, obviously that's why we... Um, he And, and he's, his racing pattern is to obviously go back and all that, and... Um, he's a horse that we just let balance up um, because he's so big and um, big and quirky. Um, we let him balance up and um, where he's comfortable. So obviously Jake's riding him. He knows the horse well. Um, he'll be able to just have him where he's nice, relaxed, and uh, and uh, save him for the finish. Hopefully it's a big finish. <laughs> Race seven, you have Montepulciano first up over the twelve hundred. Um, expecting him to get better over further, but how's he going this prep? Yeah, look, to be honest with you, we've um, actually trained him a bit differently this prep. Um, obviously, he's gotten over a trip um, in his last couple of uh, preps, but um, we've just decided to train him more like a sprinter. Um, he's always shown us good good work when he's uh, fresh, so hence why we sort of left him on the on the fresher side today, but uh, t- for tomorrow. But um, yeah, look, he's he's going well, but. Um, he might just be looking for a little bit further as well. 
race number eight, you've got Perfect Illusion and Our Carney. And these distance races are always a little bit funny in regards to how they map out from a uh, from a tactics perspective. But uh, can you surprise with one of these? Yeah, look, um, we were really happy with Perfect Illusion's uh, run last start. Um, he was probably a little bit unlucky, and given a given a bit more luck, I think he would have gone close to winning. Um, so yeah, look, obviously he's stepping up to the twenty five hundred and. Uh, hopefully we can break a win. He has, he's yet to win in Australia, so um, hoping hoping he can do that um, at Murray Bridge at race nine. And Al Car- oh yeah, Al Carney is um, he's obviously backing up from last start. He's uh, looking for some hurdles, but uh, yeah, look, he he can stay the trip, but uh, I wouldn't be putting him in the top three. Sorry, Chantel. Um, in race nine, you've got Kudahane, <laughs> which is second up for you. Um, is a new addition to your stable. Last race is a very tricky race. Um, what can you tell us about this guy? Yeah, look, um, he's quite lazy in his track work. So, and uh, obviously he ran um, his last start. He just, you know, he just followed them around pretty much. So we've decided to put the blinkers on him, and we've been really happy with his work. He's he's definitely um, improved. So, looking for a bit more of a bolder sight. Uh, Chantel, can't let you go, especially at the end of the season. I know you don't like doing it too much, but um, have you got your best couple for the day? Maybe one or two. Yeah, look, obviously I can't leave Karakazoo out. Um, you know, his form's just perfect pretty much going into a race like this and uh, um, he's a quality horse, so uh, I'll obviously have to put him on on top. But uh, I do like Yuri Royale's chance. Um, if he gets a good run, he's uh, going quite well and uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll be... Uh, right in the finish. Chantel, always love chatting to you. You're a great friend of our shows and, uh, and, and always generous with your time. Well done this season. Look forward to chatting again next season and uh, best of luck going forward just to, just to take out these training premierships for the last uh, month or two. Thank you. Thanks. Chantel Jolly there. Always good with her time. Always thorough with she's the horses. She's spot on too, isn't she, with, her, with what she yep. says? Well, look, geez, I hope she's spot on because, uh, I, like I said, I've declared it Rich and Chantel Day and um, I like Karakazoo, Clable, Ally Boom, Yuri Royale. Like, <laughs> there's four. I wouldn't mind putting one to Pucciano in now she's mentioned that. Well, the, the one. Lay Pim's party. The interesting one for me is a perfect illusion. That's where she's sort of. Uh, so to make sure you've got perfect Jake's illusion that, in yeah. your quaddies. Uh, right, let's go to a break. On the other side of this, we're going to run through the card. Plenty more to come on the SA Bet Fair Edge. Miles Fitz and the Claire Lindop. Don't let the bookies make the rules. We don't like that, Claire. Back or lay, same game multis, only get Bet Fair. Gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner. Who makes the eight? Bet now with Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Uh, don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same game multis only on Betfair. And as always, gamble responsibly. Miles Fitzner, clearly not with you. Lockie Mosley only to join us for the best bets uh, this week, just in regards to timing, Claire Bear. So we'll go through the card, just the two of us. Um... Ten race card, Murray Bridge, Magic Millions Racing Rewards says two-year-old race, three-year-old races. On a soft six, it's not expected like to be maybe that much worse, but it has been a bit strippy, Murray Bridge, hasn't it? If you're not in the right lane, you can't win. The rail's in the true position again, which it was last time, um, and I just feel like, you know, we really are guessing the way it's going to pan out the races, so I think, uh, again, they do tend to want to get down the outside, but of course they've been galloping down the outside, so really going to be horses that handle the tyre tracks at the moment, so looking for fit horses that can handle it, um, and 
Like maybe patterns might merge by the end of the day. Yeah, so fair to say keep an eye on it in, say, the first three or four. And, and the hard part being is you've got a sort of a two-year-old, an 82, a 78, and then a 60. You'd probably want to at least be after race four. You'd want to have a bit of a look, wouldn't you? I agree in... with that. Especially the smaller fields, you can get away with being on the inside um, when still the outside might be the best place to be. Right, let's get stuck into it. Race number one, it's the Magic Millions Racing Rewards two-year-old race. Uh, nice little race, this. Um, Claire Bear, uh, test the law. Uh, I laid it last time uh, at a short quote. And it went under over the 1,200 to the Zoo Sensation and Joyrider by three lengths in a 68. It comes into this race, but this source of this clarball of Richard and Chantel Jollies, I mean, this trial at Murray Bridge is as good a trial as you ever want to see from a horse, really. Won it by eight and a half. Um, There's only a $120,000 purchase. I would imagine that they've got this horse pretty well right on debut. It can't go too hard um, when they're on debut because they can do a lot wrong. But I'm seven from the one here. Look, this is such an interesting race, and it's such a good idea to have these $100,000 um, races for horses who are South Australian owned and bred. Um, look, I agree with you. With the trial was so impressive. You just wonder if race experience does bring Tesla Law into it. I also like Prance and Dance. It keeps hitting the line well. Uh, is backing up, um, which young horses, you know, always makes you question mark that. Um, but 1,200 metres does look like it might suit. Attrition number five is one I'm keeping an eye on. It's out of Queen's Kiss, which um, Leon trained and uh, went quite well. And Soames, there was money for it in its first ever start um, at Morfordville Parks, and it was okay. Uh, Todd Panel takes a ride, has drawn a bit awkward. Um, and Lord Bentley is another one I'm, I'm interested in. But I think the numbers 7, 1, 12 and 5 is where I'm looking at. All righty. We'll go to race number two, benchmark 82 over the 1,000. Uh, it's LA Boom's turn, I think, here. Uh, they get uh, – it's Michaela Lawrence, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Uh, getting the claim um, with the three kilos. This horse will settle up on speed. Therefore, she gets to pick the lane. If you're 1.4 links off Calypso Rain at Murray Bridge over the 1,000 when you're not quite sort of ready to go – um, I would have thought coming into this race, you'd be right in it. So I am the two LA Boom. Then you've got to include Great Leveller. Adelaide's always ready to go and Shimino, but uh, LA Boom for me. Probably agree with you here. Um, Great Leveller is one I did like first up. Um, drawing barrier one might not be the best spot to be, I guess, that you're really taking on trust. Adelaide I like as well, and it probably depends how hard they go in front for Adelaide to come into it. Uh, but if they don't go too hard and they sort of dictate that, pace there. I think LA Boom will be able to sort of be right there on the, the hammer. So I think uh, I'm probably with you with LA Boom to be honest. I just want her just to stack and rack. If she can stack and rack them uh, they won't catch LA Boom I wouldn't have thought. Is that your sort of opinion? Depend- See there's a couple that are drawn awkward here. I think um, uh, Dylan Caboose from Karen Burns is probably going to come across from Barrier 7. It's probably got an option but to go forward um, and then if a Great Lever kicks up and holds the fence that little bit, it probably puts LA Boom sort of second or third. Um, but yeah, it just depends if they do put pressure on then I mean if Shimino can even come into it but yeah, I'd probably like Adelaide for the horse to get over top of them. Yep. Let's go to race number three, benchmark 78 over the 1800. This is wide open, this one. Um, I'm looking at uh, on my on topper here, not that keen, mind you, but Scottish dancer for Andrew Bobbin and Ben Price. Look, at Swan Hill, it was only sort of uh, three links off Paul's Regret and Adelaide Ace. They're not bad horses. Before that at Caulfield, it's only five links off Sir Davey. If Sir Davey's in this field, it absolutely belts the daylights out of him at six or seven links. Uh, Lakes Folly, you've always got to include it uh, in your numbers at some point. Platform's the one, the interesting one. It gets down in the weights here. It's drawn okay. Can do it up on speed. 
Um, Worcester takes the ride. Yeah, Worcester takes the ride. It's, it was only a length off Mr Pickwick uh, of Paddy Payne's, which won well the other week. Look, it's not a race I'm going to be launching. Two, uh, seven, six, four, one are my numbers. Um, Ishi Bansan, not the worst either, but wide open. Small field, but I think this is very tricky, this race. Um, be tempted, Paddy Payne, hard to tip against him at the moment. Second up here, it has won that uh, at Murray Bridge before as well. Uh, Lakes Folly, I agree with you. It seems to always be thereabouts and you can't leave it out. Um, Platform was one I just mentioned when eye-catching race last week. Um, and if it backs up well here with Worcester, I think it's one I like. Can't leave it your band sound out. I've been following it and has won at um, the Murray Bridge track before as well. But I came back to Scottish Dancer as well. Again, one of the track. Andrew Bobber knows what, what, how to win races when he brings over here. I like the claim from Ben Price. I think he's riding well. So I've actually come back to putting two on top Ooh. as well for value uh, with a saver on platform number seven. All right. Uh, lining up early, Claire. Race number four, benchmark 60, 1400. Uh, I've got this as a three-horse race, and that is the five around the horn, the one So Say Angel, and the three short stories. Now, Probably the strategy here would be so say Angels, uh, what, 350 in the market. The other two around about the $8 mark and $2.80 the place. You could probably sort of play those two at overs. I'm, I'm wondering whether or not around the horn is right to go here first up. I know the first up record, it has one first up. It'll do it up on speed. Um, short stories I've got a bit of an opinion of. Um, I know the second at Mount Gamby where it got beaten by Cully Ace, it, it uh, was three links off it, but I think it'll improve. But yeah, look. I'm just going to be playing sort of one and five and three, and the winner's going to come from those. I came back to number five around the horn simply because it's a tough race. Yeah. And how do you um, follow all that? You think that McAvoy and Vorster have decided to bring this horse back to Murray Bridge to try and win a race. That's yep. what it feels like to me. Um, and 1,400 metre first up, you think they're probably looking for this race. Otherwise, why would they be bringing it? Yeah. Canada is one. I think, I'm not sure you mentioned that one. That's one that's been stiff um, and Hickmont at, at Murray Bridge. I think you've probably got to keep them safe. Uh, and again, as I say, Angel, I agree with you. It's very consistent. Um, look, it's up in the weight, but Campbell Rawill is riding well as well, taking that claim. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was coming back, but I've come back to number five. Yeah, well, we're lining up. Yeah. Uh, race number five. This is a tough one. 1,400 benchmark 60. This this is as hard to line up as there is. Yuri Royale, Angus Chung takes a ride. Look, you probably go back that Morfittville win on the 12th of uh, February. Uh, wasn't bad in a 60 there, and it beat Harley Moving Yuri Royale, in that race, funnily enough, and we saw what Harley Moving went on to do. Uh, it then went and was seven lengths off Morty and Sandblast, so you'd think something went wrong. Um, probably has to be on top, but... I'm also including the two hassle-free for the Brennans and Barrand again. Uh, I think this horse, um, if you're 1.3 links off Big Sue, which we can see a little bit later in the card uh, and headphones, I think you're going to be right in this race. And then the eight pivotal force, you can never rule off these Francis and Glenn Kent runners. Uh, one last start, Jake Toro King's going to get a bit of a look from 13. So I'm essentially one, two and eight. This is a tough race as well, and it probably goes to show with the fact that Yuri Royal is favourite, but not a short price favourite. Um, so it's one that I'm sort of looking around, trying to find a little bit of value in. I think you can do that. Um, and I just I wonder about this Nathan Hobson. Look, he's brought a bit of a team across here. Uh, Campbell Willer riding oh, number three, So to Hayes. Yeah. you say that? So to Hayes. So to Hayes. And I just thought this might be uh, the one to back in this race. It goes forward, so it makes its own luck a little bit. Um, and looking at what pace there is in the race, you probably 
it can be could be a bit of a muddling run race. So that's kind of one I was looking at for a little bit of value there. I thought maybe um, number three. Um, and then including Hassle Free because of Bren taking that ride. I know he's riding a bit of work at Gawler at the moment, so maybe he's um, you know, riding his horse for Sandy Brennan. Uh, and Pivotal Force, I agree with that comment, um, Wayne, Francis and Glenn Kent. And the horses seem to like soft tracks. Whiskey Woman's one, I thought, as well, to include in multiples uh, being trained at the track as well. Uh, race number six on the card, it's the Racing Rewards SA three-year-old. Uh, I'm all about Karakazoo. I think it'll win. Only dangers are Q-Man and Legless Lady, but they've got to both grow a leg, uh, pun intended. <laughs> Karakazoo beats uh, Q-Man, Legless Lady. This is a race I've gone through, and it's interesting to see what speed there isn't. Well, basically, there isn't a lot of speed in this race. So I'm just wondering how that's going to suit horses like Legless Lady, who I've got a huge opinion of. Um, it, you know, it likes to get back in its races. So is it going to suit Karakazoo again? Is nearly just always that little bit off the pace, although it's drawn a lot better and could get the run of the race. Um, it just feels like totally discreet. If it's ever going to do something special, this could no. be it. <laughs> Nah. Oh, I'm not a fan of totally discreet. Nah. You know that. <laughs> but I'm just looking at it going, okay, so what's going to go forward and get that nice run? Um, and then Jarzeb, I thought, as well, from the nice gate is a chance. Human can race handy as well. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I'm, you know I'm a legless lady fan, but I probably agree with you about Karakazoo's form. Um, and if it brings its best form, and, like, it was a, bit, a little bit stiff with Posey's last start of Flemington as well. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so it's hard to tip against, but I'm looking at here what is going to go forward, and that's probably going to be one of the things that can be against If them. there's a complete and utter blowout, Princess Raffles is a horse that I think's been pretty unlucky and hasn't done a few things right. I know it's 61s, but I'm all about, if, if Karakazoo wasn't in this race, um, it, I think it'd be more open, but this race is over. Well, I'm going to include number four, Cumin, number six, Legless Lady, and what did I say? Number, I hate saying this. Number four, totally discreet in a multiple oh. with number one. First leg of the quaddy, <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you what I'll be doing here, F for field. I've got no idea here. Jarmin's race, can't not include Jarmin. The more I look at this, <laughs> Angerston pops up and can win. Then you keep going down. Um, Mr. Marathon Man for Dean Saxon, not the worst. Upper East Side of Nathan Hobson has to be respected. Montepulciano can do it on ability. Pim's Party's deserved favourite. Uh, Zula can win. Fallow can win. Perfect Command, not the worst. Wide, wide, wide open. No clue. Field. Pim's Party's favourite by default. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I can't have her. So she'll probably be my lay of the day, to be honest. Um, look, I don't mind Fallow, Travis Dowdle, um, and I think Zula, number two, uh, John Barry, two, Will Clark in training. I think I'm number 10. Right, race number eight, over the 2,500, benchmark 68. Found this one pretty tough, too. I'm going to go with Smiling Assassin of Garrett Lynch. Has done nothing wrong this horse. I think it gets under the guard. Won its last two, won the 58 over 2,500, and then went and won the 78 over 2,500 with uh, 54 kilos. I know it goes up to 61. They've left Aaron Boyd on, which I thought was really interesting. I look for a claim here if I was Garrett, but probably going to try and do this uh, the tough way. Um, and then I, you can't exclude Lord Boozer on. He's just been pipped the last couple of times. And then at Azurius and Erasm. So I am 3 one 11, 15. Look, I'm going with Lord Boozer on. I know you keep on picking him, then I'm just, I'm against I, well, him. it shouldn't want at Murray Bridge, but I think Chungi went a bit hard that day. Well, I think um, I think he's probably learnt from that, and so I'm hoping he's learnt from that. And I just think that Smiling Assassin now meeting at the weights, like I said, 61 kilos here, meeting at the weights um, not as well. 
work that out by my You can back good. both of them. You're going to get 5s <laughs> and $8.50. That, that's probably more the play for me. Yeah, true. Look, I would have put Banzella in, but it keeps drawing awkwardly. I just think from that gate, it makes it a little bit tough. And Zofilo, you've got to probably include in multiples, yeah, number if, five. Even if you had the quaddies, Zafala and Alcani, you can't ever leave those horses out because mm. they've got ability on their day, don't they? Capricorn Ridge, now I'm talking myself into yeah. out of it. But no, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm sticking with number one, Lord Buzeron. Uh, race number nine on the card. This is definitely a, a three-horse race, in my opinion. Big Sue, I keep telling people, this is a horse that tries. It tries its absolute guts out. If it gets headed, it goes again. Uh, 64 last start, 58 and a half at our gate seven. Kayla wrote it. It can do it up front. It can do it from in. It draws a little bit awkward here um, in gate 12, but 58 and a half again in a similar field. Set to profit and unlaced to the only dangers. I'm only going to have three in the quaddy, nine, ten, seven. Mm. Okay. Tough race. <laughs> um, look, I agree with what you're saying about Big Sue, um, but I can never really always catch her in these sort of races as well. Um, look, Unlaced is one I'm going to try and, and go with again. Um, but now I'm picking Angus Chung again. Um, can he ride a couple? Blood, Sweat and Tears, I think you've got to include in your multiples. And maybe even uh, Merrimont Lass, which is a big blowout over these sort of trips, but um, can run a drum. Uh, let's see if we align here. Race number 10, benchmark 60 over the 1,000. I'm now on the Oakfield Geronimo train, and now I think it's time. I think they've gone with Lizzie Annals to claim at the right time. Uh, here, I know it's drawn inside, so it's a little bit sticky, but I'm going to back uh, Lizzie to actually find a spot here. That's the only query. Outside of that, you've got to go with the eight Jimmy's Edge, I think is a chance. Then go down the bottom, 13 gloved and the 20, which is Magic Phantom. Yeah, this is a tough race to finish the day. Um, I think gloved deserves to be probably in the mix as well. It's a $7.50 favourite. Yeah, it's very open race. Um Magic Fan is one of happened to get a run. I do like that as a horse. Um, Mr. Haberchat, I think um, it's drawn barrier 16. So I guess by the end of the day, you need to be looking at how the track is going. Uh, and Oakwood Geronimo, who I do like and pull a trend with. Um, so I guess it's drawn the barrier one. So you'd be looking at those and probably including grand host, Matty Sayers. I reckon, geez, I reckon it's Oakfield. So Daunting Magic's probably one other one I'd put in the quaddy. You can't rule out David no. and Kayla. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd be all over Oakfield Geronimo. Yeah, well, I just, I don't know about the Mowbridge track, whether it's really going to be suiting it. But yeah, I do like it as a horse. But Barry one, she's a Stella's one I we like as well, Ryan Balfour's. But first up, you know, in this track, do we just leave it alone? Tough old day, isn't it? Mm. Overall. We haven't mentioned Mays West in the last two. Yeah. God. No, I think, I think I'm coming back to three and six in that race. All righty. Uh, she's a tough old card. We'll do our best on the other side of this. Our best values and lays of the day. Lockie mostly to join us. This is the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitz and the clear wind up. Thanks to Betfair's Brownlow predictor. It's been right three years in a row. Check it out today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner. Lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You can also back or lay same game multis only on Betfair because we don't want the bookies making the rules. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Miles Fitzner, Claire Lindop with you as we're joined by, well, our great friend from Winning Edge Investments. He's been a super addition to the show. His name is Lockie Mosley and he joins us. How are you, Lock? Yeah, I'm good, Miles. I'm very good, Claire. How are you too? Good luck. Yeah, thanks for joining us again. Hey, uh, Locke, uh, 
look, end of the season for us. We've got about a seven or eight week hiatus and we come back fit, firing and fresh for the spring. Mate, um, it doesn't get any easier though for us today at Murray Bridge on a 10 race card. I think there's a few shorties that might go all right. Well, I know we missed you to run through the card, but are there a few sort of plays you want to talk about before we get into the best values and lays of the day? Are there a few sort of horses you wanted to mention even sort of working through the card a little bit? Yeah, we can. And and you're right, it's going to be good to have that sort of seven, eight-week freshen up because the races now, especially on Wednesdays, are getting quite oh, tricky oh, in South Australian racing. The <laughs> tracks aren't playing fairly. There's there's fast lanes, things like that. So it's going to be really nice to have a, a, a bit of a freshen up. So um, in terms of what we're going to look at today, I'm not really keen to play the first. Um, in race two, I think Shimino might be ready to win a race. Um, it's been a long time between drinks, but I think the riding was on the wall last start. So, and especially with the way LA Boom's going as well, like it is, I think it might even be a false favourite. I've been actually quite disappointed with its last two starts, but obviously its best is good enough. Um, I think race three, if you want to play Scottish Dancer, number two. Yeah, we're all, this, we're all aligned there. We're all on the same one. Oh, beautiful. Yep. Um, last time it came over here, it had a luckless run, and then it came out and won, so it was luckless last start as well. So it looks a good value. Um, be tempting in as well. Uh, race four, Sunny Green and Canada represent value. They just get back run on horses, so there's a pattern which at Murray Bridge there generally is. Um, I think they can run over the top. Yep. Uh, race five, not interested. Uh, race six is probably one of the better bets on the card, Caracasu. Not really sure how they beat that, especially at the weights. Yep. But um, we'll save that one for later. Um, what else have we race got? Seven's, Mate, race look. seven, I went field. I thought it was horrible. Um, if Pim's party's running, Pim's party needs a change of luck and it can win. It just didn't have any luck at all last start. It was just bolting for a run. Stubby couldn't get clear. It was an absolute tragedy. But unfortunately, that horse seems to find more bad luck than good. So um, if the price sort of balloons back out, it's probably worth a bit of a bet. Um, Anything and- in the last three or do you want to get straight into it? Um. Maybe Perfect Illusion in race eight is a good each way bet. It's sort of working up to the right distance now. Four fifth run in from a spell is probably ready to show its best. And yeah, race nine, don't mind Next Dimension as well. Yeah, a little bit of a push um, for Perfect Illusion from Chantel in our chat, Lockie. So, uh, but let's do oh, this. Good. Since you're on a roll, mate, we'll go straight into our best values and lays of the day. So, what have you got for us, mate? Uh, yeah, let's let's roll with the, the standout, the obvious one, and that's race six, number one, uh, Karakasu. Um, look, it is short. I don't usually like backing him this short, but, I mean, it was just excellent down the Flemington Strait last start when it was two lengths away to a potential superstar in, in passive-aggressive. Hit the line well. It draws well. It's well-weighted. It's only danger Q, man. Um, he actually gets better at the weights than it, and it spanked it by about four lengths last start, so I'm just not sure how they beat this thing. Um, our each way play will come in race nine, and that's number six, Next Dimension. Um, it was back to about 17s after scratchings into 550 favourite last start. Didn't have any luck again. Um, senior takes over, or a more accomplished senior. So I think that's good each way value. Um, Perfect Illusion, as I spoke about before, is a good rough value in race eight, number 12. And we're going to lay race two, number two, LA Boom. Mm. Just not sure where it's at. I'm not sure what Chantel said on the radio. But, um, yeah, I've been a little bit disappointed with its last two starts. Well, I've got the little stack and rack him, and uh, I've got him on top, but it's not one of my best. Uh, we'll go to Claire, your best value in lays, please. 
couple of values for you, I think, today is the way to go. Race three, number two, as you mentioned, Scottish Dancer. Mm-hmm. We're all over that one. Um, and also race five, number eight, Pivotal Force, I think, uh, is a good little each-way play there. Uh, look, I'm going to lay race seven, number nine, Spins Party, um, which means it can win. <laughs> <laughs> but going through the rest of the fields... It's a horse that gets back. I'm not really that confident with it. Um, always finds trouble. Never begins that well. There's a few other chances in the race. Um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of my look of the day today. No best from uh, you? I'll probably Clavel on the first, but you, know, yep. you are taking it on trust. Well, uh, let's go to my best, and I'm going race six, number one, Karakazoo. That's as, yeah, it's, you can anchor your whole day, I think, around that. But, gee, I wouldn't be going anything probably shorter than the 70 mark. That's just how I operate. Um, the next best. Go to the first, race one, number seven, Clarbell. I think this horse will spank him. I laid tests the law last time, um, but yeah, I think this horse has got above average ability. Two values, we all align on this. Race three, number two, Scottish Dancer, I think coming over. That's well over the odds, I would have thought. Good each way price. And then I do this every time. Race nine, number nine, Big Sue. You can't ever go wrong backing a horse that tries. And this horse, if it's even in the hunt and gets headed, it pins the ears back and it does not like getting beaten. And its record would suggest that three from eight. And uh, two of those wins coming in t- uh, in town. So, um, look, last start here when it beat headphones and the others in the 64, it was absolutely super. So I don't know why it can't do that here again, only in the 68. Hey, uh, Locke, I don't have a lay. Uh, thanks so much for the season, mate. Looking forward to coming back fit and firing in about seven or eight weeks' time. Yeah, that's good. It's been uh, been really fun, really enjoyed it. So it's been good banter. And uh, Miles, who do you love more? Is it Big Sue or your own horse, Munster? Uh, Big Sue, probably for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can, so. Mate, I just love horses that try um, because they're really hard to find horses that, that love the line and uh, they're hard to find. But, Locke, mate, appreciate uh, everything that you've done for the show and uh, we'll see you again in about seven or eight weeks. No worries. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Claire. Have a good day. Uh, Lockie Mosley there from Winning Edge Investments. Claire Bear. That's a wrap. We haven't had a seven-week break since we've... I don't know how many shows we've done, Sam. We'd have to have done 100 or 120 or... I don't know. We'd be close enough to. We've got lots of winners between us, put it that way. So I hope people are going to keep following us on Twitter and you're on SEN track and um, you're off to Darwin. Darwin Darwin Cup, Cup, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, If you're out there and you're going to Darwin, send me a DM on Twitter or anything because I'll go and have a beer with you. Uh, and one other shout out. Good luck to Angus Chung. He's heading back off to Hong Kong as well. He's probably got his last week will be Port Augusta Cup. So, yeah, hope, hope, look forward to following him over there. How many Port Augusta Cups did you win? Uh, only one. Only one. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I enough. always ask you one's sometimes. Enough. You go, oh no, I didn't win one of those. You just stick to derbies uh, and the group ones, <laughs> don't you? Hey, Claire, thoroughly enjoyed the season. Looking forward to seven weeks' time. Yeah, thanks, Miles, and good luck for uh, your, your uh, SEN track. Thanks to all the listeners, too. Bear with us. We've got a seven-week hiatus, but we'll be back bigger and better than ever. Thanks to Betfair. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same-game multis, only on Betfair. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.